The North Forker Weekend Podcast is brought to you by Sherry Winterparker of Corcoran. Sherry is the North Fork's top real estate agent and top producer from 2005 through 2020. Hello again, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the North Forker Podcast. I am Grant Parpin. I am joined today by Sarah Austin. Hello, Grant. And we have Lauren Parker. Lauren, it's a real pleasure to have you on the podcast for the first time. Thank you for having me. I've been writing for you guys for five, six years, I think now. Yeah, it's great. And you know, this month's issue, which we're talking about today, is the creativity issue. And you're perfect for that, Lauren, because I know you've uh, sort of been in this world writing about creative people uh, for a while. And um, I, I know that's something that interests you very much, you know, art and people making things. And it's very symbolic of what the North Fork is. So I think it was just such a such a special theme and a great to have you here talking about it and also contributing to the issue. Now, I want to start off right away with talking about just sort of creativity on the North Fork. Sarah, you're somebody who discovered the North Fork. I, I like to think of you as a creative person. Do you think of yourself as a creative person? Absolutely. <laughs> Sometimes in journalism, it's like, are we creative? What are we? We're sort of part art, part like academic, you know? <laughs> I think that's one of the reasons I love that we have a print magazine because it really feels like we created something with our hands, sort of, um, you know, and put it out in the world. And that's what so many people do every day on the North Fork is they they put out these incredible creations sort of across all these disciplines. So winemaking, an incredibly creative activity, farm to table cooking, you know, the, the farming is creative, the cooking is creative, <laughs> and the collaboration is creative. And then, of course, we have a booming art scene that we were really excited to dive into with this issue. And the more we dove into it, the more inspired we became and the more collaborative we became. And we really just had so much fun creating this creativity issue. It got very meta. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Lauren, when you and your family decided to come out here, was creativity something that drew you guys to the North Fork? Um, I would say it drew me, maybe not so much my my (laughs) husband or my son, but you know, I'm, I'm an artist, kind of just amateurish. I used to write for an art magazine back in the day. So I find out here, you know, I'll make like sun print cyanotypes from the garden. And I painted a buoy for a local charity auction, Buoys for the Bay. And I took a painting class out here. So I've been very inspired by just the surroundings and the opportunities. And I feel like the artists out here have just been so welcoming. It's not exclusive at all. And what Sarah was saying about the collaborations, like I'll go to a, you know, pick up a local beer and I'll say, oh, I know that artist who made the label. Or you'll go to a restaurant and you'll see this giant chalkboard painting and you'll say, oh, I know her. So it's just everyone kind of knows everybody. And I think that's been what's been really special for me. Yeah. You know, you guys mentioned the word collaboration. I did want to talk about our cover because I think it was you said this to me, Sarah, where it's really like this cover is really three artists collaborating together. I think you wrote that in your editor's note. Yeah, I wanted it to be a real sort of explosion of creativity worthy of the incredible uh, people that we were covering in the issue, some of the most creative people on the North Fork. And I feel like we got three of them to collaborate (laughs) right here on this cover. Um, Our subject is um, Cindy Pease-Rowe, who's an incredible sculptor who works with found materials, ocean debris. Um, She promotes um, 
she works against plastic pollution and keeping the waters clean um, by creating these incredible objects with marine themes, mermaids, sharks, little piping plovers that we put on the beach and took pictures of. And you can't believe that they aren't, that they're made of sort of bottle caps and, you know, strewn debris from our beaches. Um, so she creates something so beautiful out of uh, trash, basically. <laughs> so <laughs> she's a real hero. And um, then on top of that, we ask, uh, we, so we had our contributing photographer, David Benthal, take a beautiful portrait of Cindy. And she was so game. She wandered out into the water in this white dress, like early in the morning. And we were all sort of sinking into the mud up to our knees. And um, she just was incredibly game. And we came out with these beautiful portraits of her in the water, in her element. And we handed all of that over to artist uh, Verona Penaba, who is a Greenport artist who, among her very many specialties and mediums, works with black and white photography painted over with acrylic paint or ink or watercolor, whatever inspires her. So we gave her this image and asked her to do whatever inspired her. And she's a big fan of Cindy's. Dave's a big fan of both of them. It was mm -hmm. just sort of a love fest between everybody. Mm -hmm. And she did a number of different takes on this cover. You can see some, you can see the beautiful one that we picked for the cover, but also some of the alternate images. It was a very hard choice um, in the interior of the magazine and just a beautiful symbol, I think, of how all of the artists on the North Fork support each other, work together and make more interesting art than they would um, just working by themselves in the studio. Yeah. You know, I think all of these people in the limited interactions, I've obviously I've talked to Dave more, but the limited interactions I've had with them, they're all just very like kind people. Uh, you know, Verona, when I've, uh, when I met her actually, it was, we did a North Forker magazine launch party. Lauren, you were there. It was at the North Fork mm -hmm. Art Collective. And my daughter knocked over one of her paintings, which is not the way you want to uh, meet an artist. Uh, and she could not have been more kind about it. <laughs> so I appreciated that about her. So I'm not surprised that she wanted to collaborate with so many people. And also that she was willing, she was one of the artists who uh, introduced uh, the world inside their studio. You know, Felicia, Lauren, Kaylin Riley all wrote these profiles inside artist studios and the uh, spread at at the start of the the article is uh, featuring uh, Verona and uh, you know just um, what what can you tell us, Lauren, about what you sort of learn from people when you're let into their studios? Um, yeah, I mean it's it's fantastic. And just one point I want to make: actually, last night Sarah and I were at a wine event, and it was an educational event, and they talked about ter terroir. If I'm saying it correctly. And it's the whole idea of a place influencing what you're creating. You know, for wine, it's the soil and the air and the climate. So when you think about art, you know, it's really very much, it's the creativity in their head, but it's also, it's their studio and it's what's right outside their backyard and it's what's down the block. So it's like all these people are very much influenced by the North Fork, whether it's in a literal way, you know, of course you see people painting you know, the sea and the, the vineyards and the sunflowers. But I think the people that we spoke to, they do it in a little bit more um, maybe abstract or subtle way of how they get inspired. So it was so interesting to go into 
their studios, which were all different, all in different parts of the North Fork, you know, somewhere an old barn or some was, you know, is a more modern structure. And just to chat with them and find out what their influences were was really, really interesting. It's it's kind of cool the the times I've done it where you go inside an artist studio and you kind of get a feel for like when you're in that environment, just sort of mm-hmm. uh you get a sense of like, oh, now I kind of understand this person's art a little better. You know, is that right. do you think do, do, do you relate to that too when you kind of you, you get into their world, like you get inside. Yeah, it's like almost like you're inside their head when you're in the space where they were. Well, when you go to a gallery or you pick up a book on someone's art, you know, you're seeing a picture of that painting or you go into a gallery and you see the painting hanging on the wall. But when you go into their studio, I mean, it's just a dream. You know, you smell the paint and you see the sketches and you see the way they decorate their own space. And you see and that's what I think you really captured in this feature that you weren't just showing the work of the artist, which can sometimes, you know, get a little redundant, but you kind of really showed kind of the whole mega, you know, overview, the macro overview of who they are as a person and who they are as an artist. And I feel like it really enhances the appreciation of their work when you understand where they're coming from. Sarah, as the, you know, person who really runs this magazine, you have the great opportunity to really see all this content first and foremost. You see the photos come together, you see the um, the, the stories come together before really anybody else does. And I wanted to ask you specifically about this piece, Inside Artist Studios, when things kind of came to you with this, what really stood out to you? Were there certain sort of commonalities between the artists that you um, you sort of a- appreciated as you uh, learned more about them? I think it was more what struck me was the differences yeah. The, the the variety of spaces that people work in and how they draw inspiration from them. So there were backyard barns and uh, Verona works in a converted garage in mm-hmm. Greenport with sort of, you know, very simple sort of wood structure and lots of light. And um, then there are really spectacular um, Rainer Gross, who is a world-class artist um, now living in Kutchog spectacular home studio with these soaring ceilings and he mm-hmm. creates these huge uh, canvases. So um, in a very cool method where he sort of folds them over to each other and then folds them back, creating um, a sort of mirror image. Um, so he needs a huge light filled space for that. And so you can see that in the magazine. And then um, we talked to a uh, photographer, Jeremy Denis on um, he's actually on the Shinnecock reservation in Southampton. Uh, He's working to convert his grandmother's original home that he sort of grew up in as a kid and is is a historic home that has a ton of meaning for people um, who live on the reservation. He's converting it into a residency for BIPOC artists to support them, particularly at this time. Um, And just a really inspiring project that he took on during the pandemic because he couldn't really show or travel around or do all of the things that artists normally do to promote their work. And he took to renovating this house and raising money for it and got a huge response from a GoFundMe. And so you can see the progress that has been made. And I think that will turn into a real uh, draw on the in the East End where people go for events and and go to discover new artists and 
wonderful that he's supporting artists from the indigenous community and yeah. black artists and um, other um, artists that really need our support right now. Yeah. So. You know, I, um, I got a unique peek into Jeremy's world this year because we were both uh, fellows through Stony Brook university for podcasting. He uh, was in the same program as I was, and we'd meet twice a week as a group and his project that he was working on is um, to actually do an audio companion to the portraits that he takes of people on the reservation. So it would be sort of like an oral history of people, uh, you know, Shinnecock people, and that would go along with his photographs. And I thought it was great. And every time he mentioned this, and we had people from the podcasting industry, some of the top people come in, and every time he mentioned who he was, what he was about, what he was doing, people were just blown away. They just, they wanted to hear the work that he created. They wanted to hear stories from Shinnecock. So, so I know whatever he does with this, however he can reach out to the world, I think people are going to be very excited about what he does. Cause I think people, they, they want to hear these voices that, that they've never heard before. Yeah. So his project is called Ma's house. And I believe it's already open to the public and having some events even cool. since we went and took some photos a couple months ago. So very exciting new entry into the art world on the East End. Great. And Lauren, you did the piece about uh, Rain or Gross's studio, and I'm looking yeah. at it. I mean, it's a pretty amazing space. His space, I mean, when, when you see it from the outside and you walk past this little garden, it's kind of unassuming. And then you walk in and it's just like Sarah said, this soaring, you know, white space with exposed beams. I forget. I think he said it's from the early 1900s. And he has so much art. I mean, he's been doing this for decades. He's world renowned. He has, you know, we were talking about his early work and he said, oh, let me get a book and show you. And he's got this, you know, stack of books on his work from over the years and in different countries. He's from Germany originally. So he has so much of his work up on the wall and some of the later projects he's been doing, he actually repurposes some of his early works. And you could see it in the article where it's like those little pieces cut up it's called fragments. So he actually took older paintings and cut them up. So I thought that was really interesting that he had this huge body of work and in from the past, and he didn't treat it as so precious that, you know, it's just untouchable. You know, he's reworking it and taking thick brush strokes and adding paint onto some older pieces too. So, and he has the space to hang it all up and not look cluttered. So that was really exciting. That's amazing. Uh, you know, one other thing in this magazine is the most Instagrammable spots on the North Fork. And I like that we took a little time for, you know, this is, I think, something that is really relatable to the readers. Uh, you know, maybe we can't necessarily relate to a, a world-class artist and what they do, even though we can certainly appreciate what they do. But Instagram, I like to think that we all like to think we're we're pretty good at Instagram, you know? And so we took some time to ask people on our staff their favorite Instagram spots or the most Instagrammable spots on the North Fork. And Sarah, I see right here for you, Preston's Dock in Greenport. I love Preston's Dock. Yeah. Our house yeah. is in Greenport. So I will walk into town and then my walk always kind of ends at Preston's Dock. Like it's drawing me there. And I love it actually in the off season when it's sort of cold and the the um, that pretty red barn that houses the restaurant and this in the on season is boarded up and it's so peaceful and quiet and you could see the sunset. And I didn't have to think hard about this because the picture of Preston's dock that is in this article is 
my desktop on my laptop. I just find it so soothing and relaxing. So I thought, well, I might as well use that one. Um, yeah, I just love it. And then, you know, I also love shooting from inside the Preston store with the, you can get a little view of the wooden sailboats with Claudio's in the background. And it's just so nautical and yeah. so Greenport. And I love it. Yeah, I, I totally agree. You know, when you do this job and you, you know, okay, we kind of need something for Instagram. I'm out and about, let me go. If I'm in Greenport, it's always Preston's dock, Mitchell park. There's like a few places I could kind of quickly walk to where I'm like, I know I'll get something. We'll, we'll put it in the bank and we'll have it for Instagram in the future. <laughs> um, you know, you said that it was easy for you when you uh, had to think about this. For me, I got this email to contribute to this and I completely clammed up. I did not contribute <laughs> because I was like, how can I pick just one? But now, Lauren, I'm going to put you on the spot and ask you to pick just one most Instagramable spot for you. Oh, I had two. Okay, so I'll right, go with two. One. Go with two. I'll give you two. So you know, everyone talks about the North Fork as all these um, great sunsets, but we actually live right by South Hold Bay, so we get the sunrises, and it's just down the street from me. So if you go in the morning, the water is always like glass before it really starts to kick up later in the day. So the sun comes up, and if it's cloudy, you just get this mirror reflection. And I actually have a picture that I took with my phone that we blew up and printed it on, um, I guess it's plexiglass in our place that everyone thinks we kind of folded it over and did this mirror, but it's actually just a natural reflection. So that would be one. And then the second one, you know, there's such a romantic notion about all the the beautiful barns out here and Deep Roots Farm in South Holds on, on the main road. They have this old um, dark brown barn and on the roof there's this beautiful red heart that's kind of I guess they use red um you know roof shingles and that's just always really makes me happy to take a picture of that and it just kind of it's like an I love the North Fork moment. I love that. Yeah the barns, vineyards, beaches, sunsets. I mean there's just there, there really is so much. Again, I'm I'm just I tried to think of a spot again. I can't. I think it was all covered so well. My favorite one in here, I'm going to say, is any beach with steps. Because if yeah. we post beach steps, first off, we go to that way too often on our Instagram. And when we post it, it's just guaranteed that's going to be quickly over a thousand likes. And then it's just you got to kind of look back the next day and see like how many people like that. We did that like two weeks ago and they liked it. again. People cannot get enough of beach steps. Um, something else people can't get enough of on the North Fork is drinks. Uh, I don't know about you guys, but uh, well, you guys were telling me you were at a wine and chocolate event last night. So I know you guys uh, like to experience the, uh, the, the, the craft beverages on the North Fork. And one of the pieces that we have in this month's issue is how drinks are created. And uh, Sarah, why don't you tell us a little bit about what people will be reading when they pick up this magazine about how drinks are created? Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of endlessly fascinated with how grapes become these incredible local wines and hops becomes beer. And it really, to me, is such a creative activity. And I feel like even more so of late the local breweries are putting out so many fun new releases, um, seasonally and experimenting, and um, so much interesting winemaking going on. We also talked to um, Matchbook Distilling in Greenport, which is doing some incredible artisanal um, spirits 
which is sort of a, a little but growing slice of the um, beverage beat on the North Fork. So it was so fun to talk to these drink makers in all three of those disciplines about what their inspirations are and how they come up with an idea for a new drink. Um, Len Thompson, who's our wine columnist, has been raving about the wines at Quarry Creek Tap Room, which are spearheaded by their assistant winemaker, Maren Brennan. Um, I'd heard about her from several people, just loving what she's doing over there. So we were very excited to talk about Quarry Creek and some of their uh, more creative um, new offerings, including a wine that's made with tea. So it's sort of a tea infused rosé called Taproom Tea. Nice. Uh, Len wrote about it. I immediately, the next weekend, went straight over there to try it because really? it sounded so fascinating. And it is, in, in fact, I can report delicious. Really? You can only get it at the tap room, which I'm a um, little intimidated by it. <laughs> it doesn't, you wouldn't, you, if you know there's tea involved in the production of it, you can taste it. But it's mm. one of those things that you might not necessarily know. You know, it's slightly different, but you're not sure what's going on there. So, um, definitely recommend that and all sorts of interesting creative grapes they're using over there. And, um, and just a beautiful place to taste wine. So you can only get the tap room tea at the tap room. So head on over there. Lauren, how do you feel about tea and wine? <laughs> I'm a coffee person. So uh, <laughs> I don't know. There you go. Coffee wine. You just came up with the coffee next wine. creation. Get on that, Marin. <laughs> I mean, she said she was literally inspired because she was drinking a glass of tea and it's yeah. just the smell was so wonderful. And she thought, oh, this really would go well with rosé. So it doesn't have to be um, some incredibly, you know, uh, complicated creative process to come up with something new. I feel like any of us can be inspired by what mm -hmm. we like, what we taste, what we smell, what we see around us. And we hope that when people read this issue, maybe you'll be inspired even just to take some Instagram photos or whatever your expression of creativity is. Um, there's so many opportunities to try it out on the North Fork. Absolutely. It's a great issue. Thank you both so much for contributing to it and for uh, talking about it here today. Lauren, it was such a pleasure to have you on here. Same here. Thanks, guys. All right. Thanks, Sarah. Thank you. All right. And thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, Sarah and I will be back uh, next week. We will have a another don't don't we're not going to let you down. We're going to have some more weekend picks next week. So thanks for listening, everybody.